You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Contextually, Paul identified God as, number one, the God of patience. The God of patience. And our Lord being a patient God says, number one, that he is caring he is caring. Now, in my early days as a Christian, I thought God was mean because I didn't understand the word. Now, let me just rest there for a minute because I don't think I'm the only one that at one time you thought God was mean. I mean, I would ask God something and it didn't, didn't happen. I thought he was mean. And I went from him him thinking he was mean to thinking he didn't care about me. He must not like me. He must not care about me. Because I done asked him ten times, I know, for this and ain't nothing happened. So he must not care about me. And, and if you really don't know the word, you'll think that. You'll think that God does not care about you if you don't understand the word but let me tell you point blank God cares about saint and sinner but he especially cares about his children he cares in that he Says things like, touch not my anointing. Don't you touch folk that belong to me. Folk that I have ordained to do this, that, and the other. He care for you. He cares about you in that he will tell you to just hold your peace. Let me fight for you. You just watch what I do. Watch my salvation. And, and I love how Peter revealed how much God cares in, in 1 Peter uh, 5 and 7. When he said in part, cast all of your care or concerns upon him. Why, Peter? Because he cared for you. I have learned to give my problems to God. Simply because he is a God of patience. He cares for me. Lord, these folk messing with me. They got more money than me. But Lord, they don't have more than you. So I'm giving these folk to you. 
Lord, these folk are, are saying this, that, and the other about me. I don't have the means to handle it on my own. So I'm just going to give it to you. Y'all ever read First Peter 5 and 7? Let's read it real quick, just in case some, some haven't read it. Because you need to understand that God being a God of patience cares for you. First Peter, uh, in the back of the Bible. First Peter 5 and 7. Ready? Casting all your care upon him or God. Why? He cares for you. Say to somebody, God loves you. Loves you. He cares about you. So quit carrying those weights. Quit carrying things you can't handle. Give it to God. Need to go to sleep. Get it to God and go on to sleep. No, no, seriously, because I used to stay awake. Worrying about stuff that was bigger than me. Trying to figure out how, how I was going to do this, that, and the other. And you know, didn't, didn't have the mind to figure out how I could cause it to work out in my favor. And so I learned to just give it to the Lord. When it's bigger than you, give it to God. You, you'll know when it's something you can handle. God will let you know. But there's certain things that you just need to go ahead and give those things to your God. Why? He cares for you. And God being a God of patience also says that he is thoughtful. He is very considerate. God will let you mess up. Woo! On purpose. Lord have mercy. And then allow you to ask him for forgiveness and he'll forgive you. You know some of us ain't like that. If somebody mean to you on purpose and then ask you to forgive them, I'm going to have to think about that. Because that really hurt. I, I'm a, I think about it. But not God. He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin, of your wrong. And, and, and I'm telling you, I, I have, I have took some stuff to God and asked Him to forgive me. I, I, I mean, I, I have took what I call a truckload of stuff. Spent about 10 minutes just say, hey, Lord, I need forgiveness. Let me just go ahead and give you the list. <laughs> this is what I need forgiveness for. <laughs> number one, number two, number three. And I know y'all want to know number one, number two, number three. That ain't none of your business. That ain't your business right there. But I believe there are some of us that have had to ask God for forgiveness this week. You ought to put your hand up and let me look at you. 
He is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Why? Because he is a God of patience. He is a God that is considerate. He is considerate. Don't, don't ever get to the point where you think God is mean or selfish. No, no. If he was mean and selfish, uh, you would know it because you would not see the care of God that you see in your life. No, you wouldn't see it. But Paul not only calls him the God of patience, he calls him the God of comfort. Comfort. God... Uh, our Lord is the primary source of our being relieved. Nobody can relieve you or ease your pain the way God does. No one. He, he can be, he can be deemed the source of relief. David so understood it when he penned in Psalm 46 and 1 that the Lord was a very present help in trouble. I mean, God, God to be right there. When, when you feel like you're by yourself, God will let you know, hey, you, you ain't, you ain't by yourself. Lord, it seemed like everybody turned, hey, 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 I'm right here. That's the reason he allowed writers to pen, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. And you know, that's a promise. He'll never leave us, nor Forsake us. You, you check out, you check out relationships. When, whenever there's a breakup between God and a person, it's the person leaving God. It's never God abandoning the person. It, it's the person getting to the point to where they, they would rather do something else. Well, I'm tired of the church thing. I'm going to quit this praise and I'm going back to the Club. And my thing be, how can you leave a God that has been better to you than you have been to yourself? How can you forsake someone that, that pick you up out of your misery, pick you up out of your mess when your own kinfolk wouldn't fool with you? You, you know God is a God of comfort because when we were thinking about suicide, God gave us a reason to live. When we were thinking about throwing in the tower, the Lord said, no, don't do it. I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. When we lost the job, when we, when, when we were looking and couldn't find anything, God said, hey, didn't I tell you? I'll take care of you. 
Remember, the earth is mine's and is fullness. Even the cattle that sat on a thousand hills belong to me. God is a God of comfort. God will show up in your midnight and before morning will give you joy. He is a God of comfort. Am I right? I mean, man, he will comfort you. Never leave you or forsake you. God being a comfort. A God of comfort also says that he, he'll make you happy. He'll make you laugh. Woo, God will make you happy. And he, he'll make you so happy in, in, in that he will fulfill promises according to his word just to see a smile on your face. Say it to me when I was down and out. I'll make you the head. You ain't going to always be the tail. I'm going to cause you to live above only. And I ain't, I ain't going to ever let you live beneath again. Why? I want you to be happy. I want you to have life. I want you to have joy in the midst of turmoil. I am the God of comfort. And, and see, God is so concerned about our comfort to where he sent the paraclete of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit equates the spirit of comfort. So, so comforting that he will guide you, not just into some truth, into all truth. Why, why into all truth? Because in the midst of your turmoil, God wants you to have a reason to smile. You, you can be in trouble, but God, God will use the Holy Spirit to show you your conclusion. So you won't get your eyes on where you God will show you your conclusion. That's the reason we never need to allow our mind to get embedded in the present. Never need to allow your mind to get set on your present situations or circumstances. Always allow your mind to be on the things of God. And I'm going to tell you why. Because 2 Corinthians 4 and 18 says this right here. The things that we see or experience, y'all holding on, they're temporary. Oh, I need to show you that. Yes, I do. Lord and mercy. I just quoted it, but I need to show it to you. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. I've seen some eyes buck. That, that means I need to go down. No, seriously, because I, I, I need you to see certain things. I don't want you to be thinking I'm coming from Walker 2 and 2. No, this ain't Walker 2 and 2. I promise you, this is 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. And I hope you get happy. Ready? While we do not look at 
the things which are seen. Why? Well, but at the things which are not what? Why? For the things which are seen are, help me, but the things which are not seen are what? See, we need to look at the eternal or the God kind of things. Because the things that we see are temporary. I don't care what you saw yesterday. It's not the same today. It's different now. Why? The things that we see are temporary. It's only the things of God that remain. Specifically, the things according to his word. That's the reason Jesus said in Matthew 24 and 35, heaven and earth shall pass, but not. Not my word. My word ain't going to pass. Walker, I told you I was going to bless you. Yeah, you're going through this little struggle right now, but my word is not going to fail. Walker, oh, you hold on, Walker. You hold on. I told you I'm going to bless you. I know you ain't got nothing in that cupboard right now, but you just hold on because there's going to come a time you're going to have a full cupboard. Your freezer going to be full. Your refrigerator going to be full. You're going to have money in your pocket to go and buy you some chicken. You don't, Oh, you don't eat chicken. You have money in your pocket to go and buy you a steak or something else, but you just hold on. And see, that's the same message for somebody right now. You're going through something. God is saying to you, don't you allow your mind to get embedded or focus on your present situation. Because God will allow your present situation to manifest in order for, for you to remember once he blessed you where he done brought you from. See, God will give you a testimony based upon where you are now because he know where you are now is not where you're going to always be. Well, where am I going to be? That's the reason you need to get in the Word because the Word will show you where you're going to be. You may be the tail right now, but the Word says you're going to be the head. You may not feel well right now, but the Word says that you're going to be better and better and better and better. Y'all ain't helping me yet. You better come on here. You're going to be better and better and better better it may not be working out right now but the word says that all things work together for the good why because you love god you are the call according to his purpose look at somebody and say don't allow your eyes to get on your present situation it's gonna work out for your good it may not look good right now, but it's going to work out for your good. It may not feel good right now, but it's going to work out for your good. They may not be talking good right now, but it's still going to work out for your good. Why? Because you love God. Oh, shouted somebody, all things work together for the good when you love God. That's the reason you can turn in victory even when you're going through trials and tribulation. That's the reason you can leap for joy even though your situation is not a joyous situation. Because God going to show up and he going to show out. God is going to do everything he said plus. The things that we see are temporary. 
Man, I learned that. I said, man, God done turned this thing completely around. See, God will bring you into your wealthy place. That ain't just talking about money. Because you can have a pocket full of it and still not be happy. But when God brings you into your wealthy place, that means you're happy in every aspect of your life. I said, that means you happy in every aspect of your life. He is a God of comfort. And Paul revealing to the church that God was a God of patience and comfort. He did so because he wanted them to know that God being a God of patience and comfort had a plan for them. He had a plan for them. He wanted them to know this is who God is. Now, let me tell you who God wants you to be. Because he got a plan for you. He wants you to be like-minded as a church. Wants you to have the same mind as a church. He, he, he does not want it to be to where you, you, you got some folk that, that's trying to be shots. And others that don't know who they want to be. And you have that in the church. You, you have folk that, 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 that's struggling, trying to figure out who, who they supposed to be. Then you have others that have not arrived, but think they have arrived. On the porch, but need to be on the porch. Ain't time to be on the porch yet. He said, I want you to have... The same mind. I want you to be like mind. When, when, when it comes to your expectations, I, I want y'all to have the same expectations. I know your, your, your brother, he works at such and such, and, and you don't make as much as he makes an hour, but, but, but don't worry about the difference. Just have the same mind as, as your brother, because even though you don't make as much, I can still do for you what I'm gonna do for him. See, God will do that because he is not a respecter of persons. And we see it in scripture. David, David was 
a helper when it came to sheep. He wasn't no shepherd. He was a helper. He kept his dead as sheep. But look at how God blessed that helper. See, you can't allow your job to dictate who you are. You can't allow your family to dictate who you are. Gideon was called a mighty man of valor, but, but, but he, by, the, by a messenger of God, but Gideon said, you got the wrong one. Not only is my family Pope, y'all know Pope, as country for poor. Not only is my family poor, but I am the least. I'm at the bottom of the pole when it comes to my family. See, he was looking at his present situation. But the angel of God was letting him know, God looks at you in a different light. God looks at you as a mighty man of valor. Even though right now you have low self-esteem. The angel had to preach to get you in order to get his mind to a certain place. And that's what has to happen in the church. God, God has to minister to us certain messages in order for our mind to come from the Dumps to level ground. See, see, folk been telling you all kind of negative stuff about yourself based upon the person you used to be. You need to let all that mess go. Why? Because Second Corinthians five and seventeen says about you: if anyone is in Christ. He or she is a new creation. You holding on? All things have passed. What's happening? Things are becoming new. You got to quit thinking the old way. God is changing you for the better. God is bringing you into a place of the supernatural. You can't think natural when God is getting ready to do some supernatural things for you. You can't think down when God is getting ready to raise you up. You got to change your mindset. We, we ain't trying to make you think like no shot. We're trying to make you think like an anointed person. We are trying to make you think like a child of God. Paul said to the Philippian church, let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. 
Shout at your neighbor, your mind need to be like the Lord. You need to have an anointed mind. You need to be empowered in mind. See, see, you can't allow negative stuff to control your mind. You have to have an anointed mind. You can't allow what you're going through to persuade you that it ain't going to work out. You have to have an anointed or Christ-like mind. Yeah, you're going through it. But what you're going through does not define your destiny. You're bigger and better than what you're going through. Well, I don't have, it does not matter what you don't have. Because if God can take a slingshot and one rock and slay a giant, He can take what you do have and cause some great things to manifest in your life. God is known for taking little and causing supernatural things to happen. Woman came to Elijah and said, Elisha, the creditor getting ready to take my sons, getting ready to make my sons into slaves. Elisha asked the woman, what do you have in your house? Man of God, I ain't got nothing in my house but a jar of oil. That's all I got. A jar of oil. Elijah said, get some vessels. Matter of fact, go to your neighbors and borrow some vessels. And, and don't just try to get a pot or two from, from, from Miss Aggie. Go to all your neighbors, get as many vessels as you can. And when you get all the vessels, I want you to go back in your house, you and your sons, shut the door. You know folk knows. Shut the door. And fill all the vessels. But I ain't got but just a job. Fill all the vessels. She just obeyed the man of God. Her mind became like his mind. The man of God said do it. I'm going to do what the man of God said. And so she got in there. And started filling. Fill all the vessels. Every one of them. She said to Elisha, I have done exactly what you told me to do. What's the next step? Elijah said, I want you to take the vessels, pay off the creditors, and the rest of what you have left, you and your sons live on. You better tell somebody when you got the mind of God. 
God will cause the supernatural to happen in your life. What I love about that story is that if God did it then, he'll do it. I said if God did it then, he'll do it. Come here Malachi 3 and 6. God changes I need you to have an anointed mind. I don't need you to be weak and feeble in mind. I I don't need your mind so weak that when you hear something, you panic. When you see something, you store doubt. I need you to have an anointed or Christ-like mind. The minute you see trouble, you don't start getting in yourself. You start getting into the Word. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus knew the importance of thinking according to the word. Talking according to the word. And acting according to the word. That's the reason he told the devil in Matthew 4 and 4. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out the mouth of God. Not one time did he say live by your circumstances. Live by what's in your pocket. Man shall not live by bread alone. Gotta have something to eat. But by every word. That proceeds from the mouth of God. To be like-minded. Corporately. Says that as a church. A change needs to take place. Because we would be lying if we said all of us think alike. All of us have the mind of Christ 24-7. There are some of us, your, your Christ mind does not show up until Sunday. Girl, I got to get myself together. I got to go to church in the morning. So you put on your Christ face and your Christ mind. Because you know Sunday's coming up. Then there are some of us, you, you have a Christ mind until tribulations happen. Oh, long as everything going all right. Oh, you, you got a hallelujah all day long. You got to praise the Lord all day long. What's going on, sister? Oh, ain't nothing but Jesus going on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But let some trouble come, sister girl's way.
You're going to hear everything but a praise the Lord and hallelujah. Say your neighbor, a change has to take place. If the church is going to be like-minded. And see, that's the reason Paul, well, matter of fact, let's go there. Romans 12. Romans 12. Lord have mercy. I'm almost done. Y'all, y'all just hold on. Romans 12. Verse 2. Read it? Paul said to the church, and be not conformed to this world. Don't allow the world to make you think, talk, and act a certain way. See, see, we're in a day and time where, where trends Come out every other week. You, you cannot allow the world to dictate to you how you should think, talk, and act. Yeah, go ahead and get the newest car. Get the newest computer. That's a good thing. But do not allow that mess that sinners are thinking fill your mind. Do not allow the garbage that sinners are talking come out of your mouth. And do not indulge in the wickedness that sinners call pleasure. Do not be conformed to this world. And he dropped on them, but be transformed. Be changed. Be completely changed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Isn't that powerful? Now, now he wanted them in totality to be transformed. A change completely. But he knew that if that was going to happen, it was going to take place by renewing the mind. See, see, because the mind is what causes you to say some of the things you say and do some of the things you do. 
I'm not saying a hundred percent of it because sometimes you, you say what you say because somebody else said it. And sometimes you do what you do because it's popular. But Paul knew if your mind is in the place it needs to be, you'll talk right. You'll do right. So I need you to be transformed or completely changed by the renewing of your mind. If God calls you an heir of God and a joint heir of Christ Jesus, that means you don't need to be thinking like your family. And see, God, had, God has always used his messengers to cause the people of God to transform when it came to their mind. Even, even when, when, when it got to the place to where Israel wanted a king real bad. And so God said to the prophet Samuel, they want a king. So what I want you to do, Samuel, I, I, want, you to, I, I want you to come up with a rule. A book of how the king should act. How the king should talk. And what the king should do. He allowed, he gave his messenger exactly what's, what the king, the first king Saul needed to do. Or how he needed to change in order to come from being a peasant to a king. Showed him in the word. Gave Samuel the word. Look, Saul ain't used to walking like this, but you're going to have to tell him he's going to have to walk like this. Now, he ain't used to talking like this. Now, he's going to have to start talking like this. He ain't used to allowing folks to do this, but now he's going to have to learn how to allow folks to do this. He don't know how to get a group of folks together, but now he's going to have to. So, you're going to have to teach him. How was Samuel going to know? God was going to... Reveal it to him. Amos 3 and 7. Surely the Lord God will do nothing. Unless he reveal his secret unto his servants, the prophets. And so, he did the same thing with Paul. Paul tell him that a change is going to happen. But it's going to come from them renewing their mind. See, you need to quit thinking you can't when God's saying you can. Quit thinking you that when God says you're this. Gideon, you ain't the bottom. You a mighty man of valor. Quit thinking that. Quit saying it. Quit acting it. And start acting like a mighty man of valor. Donnie McClurkin made a bad song for the church. For a saint is just a sinner. It's a preacher who made that. And some of you sing it. I didn't sing it. I knew it was wrong when I heard it. 
You can't think you are a sinner. And you were born again. Now in saying that, some folks are Christian and say they are Christian, but they still think like a sinner. Still talk like a sinner. See, you can't be saved and still hang in places where sinners hang. Not if you're going to be changed. See, the old folk call that straddling the fence. You can't be in the church on Sunday, but, but you at the strip joint on See, you, see, you know, you have to be transformed. And see, in your mind, you got to know if I'm saint, I don't need to be doing that cause that's sin. I gotta be transformed by the renewing of my mind. I gotta get my head together. I gotta quit thinking Poverty, because if I think poverty, I'm gonna stay in poverty. I gotta, I gotta start thinking. John ten ten, the thief comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy, or to keep me in poverty. But Jesus came that I might have life, and that I might have it more abundant. Say to your neighbor, you gotta, you, you gotta transform your mind. I can preach it, but you have to apply it. You gotta tell yourself sometime, point blank, I'm not gonna be broke like. I'm not gonna always be in this. If God done decreed, I'm going to be the head and not the... If God wants me well, I ain't going to stay sick. If God wants me to move forward, I ain't going to stay in this place. If God wants me to give in order to have the good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over, I gotta quit being stingy. Say to your neighbor, your mind gotta change. If ten folks say you're messy, wake up, you're messy. If they always have to meet with you about doing dumb stuff, you're messing. Change your mind so you can stop being messy and become productive. What is hard preaching for some of y'all? Say to your neighbor, if you're going to change... It's going to start up in your head. It's going to start in your mind. 
You can wish all day long, but if you don't start making some mental decisions, start changing the way you think about certain things, you're going to be the same you are now. Ten years from now. I'm just waiting. You need to quit waiting and change. Be ye transformed. That says do something. By what? Renewing your mind. you want us to renew our mind Paul so that you may prove or know look at the text what is the and I need you to know the will of God I need you to I need you to change so you will know the will of God See, see, certain things that happen to me, I say, this, this ain't going to land, because this ain't God's will. This ain't God's will. Man, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tither. This, this ain't God's will, me not have no money. I'm a tither. No, this ain't, no, this, this ain't right. No, this gonna change, right? This gonna change. Yeah, them, them windows gonna open up. He, he gonna pull. Me. Yeah, yeah, this gonna change. Man, I'm the tail. I ain't gonna stay no tail. God said He want me to be the head. You have to know. The will of God when it comes to your life. You never allow what you're facing to say, this is it. No, it ain't. I, 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 Lord of mercy. I'm finna close. But I'm gonna close it with this right here. Lord of mercy. I ain't gonna get done with it, but I'm gonna close it with this right here. I think I done said enough. But that, that were three blind men. And so... They, they were just sent by the gate. Because it was a famine in the land. And, and so they were sent like, you, you know, if we, if we just keep sitting right here, we're going to die. We're we, we going to die if we sit right here. And, and all of them had the same mind. If we sit right here, we're going to we're going to die. And, and see, see, that's what needs to happen in the church. We, we need to understand that, it, that if we just sit and not get in the wheel we, way we need to be, death's going to happen. Death's going to happen. If you don't do what God is saying, death's going to happen. There are churches that function, but in actuality, they're dead. Ain't nothing going on there. I ain't going to be in no dead church. 
if I have to have church by myself, I ain't going to be in no dead church. It, it may be a whole lot of ice cubes, but it ain't going to never be no refrigerator up here for the ice cube to stay cold. No, you can forget that. But anyway, they, they said, you know what? Say, say but if, if we go into the enemy's camp and, and if we get there and, and they kill us, we're just going to die anyway. He said, but we cannot just sit. Long story short. Because they had the same mind, they got up and went into the enemy's camp. When they, when they got there, God had caused the supernatural to happen. He had caused the enemy to leave their camp. But get, but get this. They left the camp, but their stuff remained. Woo! Somebody ought to be getting the message. The wealth of the, it laid up for the, and, and so, when they got there, we're not blind men, lepers. When they got there, when they got there, they found food. They found clothing. They found enough stuff, not just for them, but they found enough stuff to be a blessing to others. You know, that ain't nothing but God. Because when God blesses you, he does not just bless you with enough for yourself. He bless you in order for you to be a blessing to others. But it happened for these three men because they were like. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.